14 minutes after one o'clock, this brings us to the moment we've been waiting for. That was the music of Simpua Dana, by the way, My Light. Now, I did say to you, I'm going to be having a conversation with somebody who's really committed herself in civil society for many, many years in this country. And the work speaks for itself. And uh, if you hear her calling, if you hear in platforms, you, you shouldn't be surprised because this is a voice we've heard for many, many years. And she's now walking away from all of this, from the Soul City Institute. And I'm speaking about who sits right now in front of me in studio and I don't know whether to laugh or cry or mourn or are you happy are you leaving are you happy about the decision it is the right decision mm. Pimelo I, I won't leave Soul City I won't leave activism I won't leave my passion for social justice mm. I won't leave my feminism I think I arrived on this earth mm. to fight for social justice and I fight it as a feminist mm. I understand the position of women in South Africa mm. and I understand that this country as beautiful as it is will not be free and 1994 has not arrived for women, particularly black women in South Africa, particularly black poor women in South Africa and the LGBTIQ community. And for as long as that is a reality, I will be feministing and being an activist. But after my association with Soul City for 24 years, I joined Soul City on the 1st of November 1995. I think some of your listeners were either just <laughs> being born or not yet being born. I think it is the right time to go. I've been the CEO for nine years, mm. close to ten, nine and a half years. Mm. And uh, every organization deserves a change mm. in leadership. Mm. I also believe that if um, I have worked hard and from 2016 revisioned the organization into an intersectional feminist social justice organization for young women and girls, I must give way for the for young others. women and girls to come in mm. and really lead. So I have nothing but gratitude mm. um, to be leaving the position of CEO mm. of Soul City. Yeah. I won't leave the mission yeah. of the organization. And, and that's it. You're reflecting on the work that still needs to be done. Yes. Um, and I think it's a collective kind of responsibility. All yeah. of us need to do this. Um, what, I, what I want to hear from you is your understanding of why you said earlier 1994 has not arrived for marginalized people in this country. Yeah. Um, and we do sit, we talk a lot about the sitting with this constitution and all these rights that we think we have that do not culminate in real true rights for people on the ground. Your understanding of why that still is, Lebo, because you see it on a day-to-day -day basis, what needs to happen? So there's a number of reasons why it has not happened. From a gender front, remember when... Um, the African National Congress, UDF, PAC, and others were fighting for liberation. Mm -hmm. uh, especially the ANC as a liberation movement was fighting for a non-racist and non-sexist South Africa. Mm. There was a decision made um, that uh, the primary goal is non-racism, is getting power, is getting rid of apartheid, and the other things will follow. Will follow. Mm. That was myth and lie number one. And, and I think it was with good intentions. Mm -hmm. But the fight for a, 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 a non-sexist uh, a, a country challenges power. 
Hang on there, because with that said, it also implicated other things. Other things were happening in that movement because of that. Yes. Because the decision was not to fight for gender, for instance, equality and so on. It then allowed, for instance, and this is a very... I mean, we say this because all movements have their own problems. It's not a targeted conversation about the ANC, but there's a point in all of this. The point here is that if you then neglect other fights, then in other words, you are also protecting. Yes, and that is why we revision Soul City to an intersectional feminist organization. And intersectional means you can't be... And that's some of the tweets that I had yesterday. I was saying, I wish men were as nonchalant mm-hmm. about racism as they are about sexism. Because they understand racism immediately. Yes. But when you say we are calling, going to call your faves out, we are going to say your favorite musician, your favorite DJ, your favorite politician has touched a woman, we must arrive with a DNA test of the grandmother, the great-grandmother, the grand-great-father to prove that it happened. And it's simply because what feminism and the, the, the fight that women are having right now is that it challenges power. Mm. And, and, and the struggle was not sufficiently intersectional, Correct. number one. Correct. The second thing that happens is that I think what has happened with the ruling party in particular, but also for the politics of the day, generally speaking, mm. across all political parties, mm. is the fact that we have not built a culture of a culture of accountability. Mm. And when you speak about gender, you speak about gender-based violence, uh, violence against women, and femicide, and 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 you r- listen to case upon case upon case. There is no accountability. There are no social consequences for doing something to Pimelo or to Lebu or to Maria or to somebody else. There is a lot of problems in our police service, including capacity and skill. But there's also social norms that have made violence to be the way that we solve problems. So normally when men would, you know, would want to pussyfoot around um, gender-based violence and and they want to say, no, not all of us. Yeah, you know and all of that and I'm like well men are afraid of other men you know so this problem is very universal you know the way that they treat each other themselves says there's a problem so much to unpack there and I will want I want to open the lines to you as well on 891 because there is a lot that Lebo is touching on and we'll continue this discussion until 1.30 do call in and we'll try and see how far we can take this you're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM I'm in conversation with Lemu Ramafoku. Uh, she steps down as the CEO of Soul City Institute, but she still is promising us to be here as an activist through and through because there's still so much to get through. And uh, before the ad break, Lemu, we were talking about accountability. Yes. You touched on politicians mm. in general. And I'm saying to you, um, we were speaking this uh, while we were in the ad, ad break. I was saying to you, it's beyond just Absolutely. looking at the politicians. Yeah. The sense of accountability is something that we, it's become a culture. We, yes. We don't need to account to anybody. People look the other way. It yeah. doesn't have to be, we can just keep quiet about it and at the expense of another human being. Well, true. And and, and I, I think people, generally speaking, then become self-serving. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I, in the many years that I have been at Soul City implementing a number of programs, um, you know, you would walk into a home where you can smell hunger. Mm. And the one thing is that the parents are not there, the older 
a person is a young man who really has been struggling to get his ID document. And he's done all that he could. And that is why, you know, I want to flip when I hear that South Africans are entitled, those South Africans are, are lazy. Because I have met people who have had in their faces doors closed and people really make a difference. Look at, we speak about corporate, look at what happened at Old Mutual where a family had to literally go and carry mm. a body. Mm. That just tells you that there was somebody who was making a decision mm. and was not activist enough to understand the implications of saying, well, this money is not going to be paid up. So it, you, you get it at the different levels. Yeah. But this is what I say, Pimelo, which for me um, really is, is, is very sad. You know, you and I can sit 500 meters from the president, mm. can shake the president's mm. hand, mm. you know, can be in offices mm. and in mm. meetings. Mm. You know, I've been to the UN and other mm. places. Mm. For, a, for any other South African, mm. for them, democracy and their proximity to power it's a clinic that opens on time, a nurse that treats them with dignity, a, teacher a doctor that who school. arrives, mm. and they don't have to wait from 9 o'clock in the morning until 5 o'clock at night mm. to get attention. Mm. It is about schools mm. that function where mm. children don't get raped. It's about a public transport system where mothers are not raped in front of their children. And if those things don't work, if one person in the equation does not really show up mm. and practice the placards they'll have in their offices of Batobili and all of that. Work. Just to just just do their work. Just be average, you <laughs> just know. Just do their work. N not even just do their work. Yeah, astounding. Just be average. <laughs> people would would understand. People would be free, you know, if police stations were to function, etc., etc. Et but the fact that. There are some places you get into and, you know, no matter how much you know the constitution and it's in your hand, people can just act in a particular way because they know nothing is going to happen to yeah. them. It's unbelievably yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, and I am at all in how ordinary people mm. have used social media mm. to call out mm. and show and document, mm. you know, some of these failures of, 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 mm. of justice. And mm. lastly... Uh, you know, we are going uh, in, a, in a year or two to local government elections. I think the, this is the time where we need to deploy our best talent because South Africa has got no shortage of money. Mm -hmm. It's got no shortage of talent. Mm -hmm. It is just who gets deployed to mm -hmm. these positions. Mm -hmm. I wish we could have a social compact and contract to deploy our best people because they exist. They are young. They are black. They are probably not affiliated to any of these political parties. They are working hard. They, they, they have given me the greatest joy meeting them, whether they are entrepreneurs or development workers or, or women who have just out of nothing started little community-based organizations. I wish we could deploy them to local government because democracy will work. When a woman can walk the streets mm -hmm. at any time of the day, no matter what they are wearing, and not fear for their life, and not feel like they are playing Russian roulette yep. in their lives. Mpumelelo, thank you so much for calling us. You're calling us from Cape Town. Welcome to the show, Mpumelelo. Welcome. Good day, ma'am, and your guest. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, when I think about the issue of gender-based violence, 
I, I think I'm reminded when it was not a trend as it is now. I think more than 10 years ago in one of your sister radio stations, mm. uh, I think Metro FM and Sakina Kamwendo at the time on Thursdays had a, a conversation about people and gender-based violence. And, and one thing that came from it is that Abandu who are in, in, in abusive relationships beyond the street, beyond what the guy you don't know or comes up to you at the post office, the people are, have, have, have inter very close relationships with their abusers. And, and, and how do we fight that as society? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can wait yes, in there yeah, and, yes, say, and say beyond... Beyond the crime factor, beyond what's happening in the street and the unknown stranger, the cousins, the, the brothers, the, the, the sisters, the, the uncle, we, we love our abusers. For some reason, there's, there's a close affinity to them. Say, I understand that. Not only and, that, and question, we protect. Uh, Mpumelelo, we protect. We protect. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, you are so how, right. How do you fight that? You are so right. Look, I mean, firstly, you are picking up on a myth. I would modify what you are saying that the myth that your attacker is in the street mm-hmm. um, is a myth. The mm-hmm. fact that somebody is going to attack you, the rapist is somebody you. you don't know. It's often, and the numbers are staggering around the fact that it is the person that is closest to you. Mm-hmm. So you are spot on with mm-hmm. that. And I think the way we deal with it is slightly more complicated, but it is about shifting the social norms. Mm-hmm. I mean, for an example, at Soul City, we've got a parenting program where we work with parents of the children who are in our Soul Buddies clubs to make them understand that, in fact, when you say to somebody, Close your legs, Wena, because you are actually on the side of, of the, the uncle. abuser. Yeah. And you are complicit in the abuse. And for me, I often say violence is not only the physical violence, the, the, the emotional uh, uh, violence or the financial uh, abuse. It's also what we do complicitly. It's because being the a responsibility teacher, you're taking it to the child. Yes, yeah. it's being a teacher in a school and knowing that one of your colleagues is sleeping with young girls at 15 and 16 and being silent because mm-hmm. that's not the right thing to do. Yeah. And that is why when men will respond to a hashtag, I often say to them, well, when two men approach me in the street, I actually don't know who's trash and who's not trash. Mm-hmm. Because some of you are complicit uh, you know that your friend is cheating on their wives, but you still remain friends with them. You know that they are dating young girls, but you are still friends with them. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it is that silence that we need to break, even within our own families. And I must say, I am very proud of young women who are calling those things out and the brave ones who are saying, it is happening in my workplace or it is happening in my family or it is happening in my school. And I am very happy that the issue is trending now because we will never and we should have never and we should never be silent and complicit with the violence that is happening in our own homes done by our own relatives, our own sons, our own husbands and our own friends. I'm in conversation with Lebo Ramafoku, who is currently the CEO, outgoing CEO of Seoul City Institute. And I do see your calls. I will pick them up after this. It is the 1.30. Let's go to Uzi Lesaku for the latest in headlines. Call SAFM right now on 0891-104-207. All right, so we continue our conversation. I'm afraid we are 
running out of time. There is so much to unpack. Um, before we went to the headlines, uh, Lebo was just talking about the murderer in the house or the abuser in the home that we were speaking about. Um, Pumelelo called earlier on saying, well, yes, we can talk about all these people that we pass in the street. What about the abuser in the home? And it is chilling. It is true yeah. that the number of people who you should actually be afraid of are in the home. And when you say to the child, hey, kwala, 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 kwala. You know, the problem lies with who? The child. Yeah. The, the problem lies with the child, not with the uncle. Yeah. Because we don't call out the uncle that yeah. comes in a fancy car yeah. that looks also put together. They don't even have to come in a fancy car. They you just know? have to be an adult male. Because you see, Pamela, patriarchy is a system. And the system of patriarchy enables that behavior. Because all of a sudden, even when you want to talk, we will say to you, you don't talk like that about your adults. And, and that is why abusers will be in the church because you don't talk about that about your elders. Mm. You know, you don't, you, you, how dare you say mm. that? And we become very complicit in protecting mm. abusers. Here's a, here's a message, Libra, that I want you to listen to that's come yes. through on WhatsApp. It says, my daughter only disclosed at 16 that my father had sexually abused her until age 11. She asked us that not to make it a huge fuss about it. We did contact Childline, but carrying on as if it hadn't happened to protect my mother, who had health problems, was a huge mistake. I'm ashamed that I did not cut off all contact with my father to demonstrate to my daughter that we supported her totally. When we did disclose the abuse to my mother, her reaction proved that she had known all along. <sighs> never, never keep abuse a secret. The perpetrator needs to be exposed and charged too. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, for every woman who will say, I'm staying in an unhappy marriage, I'm staying in an unhappy um, relationship, and in that case where you have read the message that I am staying and I'm because my mother's gonna be ill or we can't speak like this, we're gonna break the family. Again, we are complicit in the abuse. But Pimelo, that message, that message does not surprise me. Mm. You see, um, we also need a point of turning everything on its head, including mm. our cultures. Mm. You know, um, when people get married, we don't talk about you must love each other, you must respect each other. We talk about to persevere. I've often wondered why you enter into relationships to persevere. And, and, and what are you persevering? Yeah, yeah, you must, you must, yeah. The mbogodo, you know, that, that there is honor in suffering and in sitting on top of the ish because that is what a strong woman does. And I think we all, and I like what the person who sent the message is talking about who says never ever keep mm. quiet. And that is, violence begets violence. Mm. And violence is not only physical. Violence is when there is a child and somebody very vulnerable who knows and they are going to grow up knowing that other people knew, mm. but they chose not to act. They chose pr to protect. They chose to protect. And I don't care, and, and, and with all due respect, who is suffering from what. Even if a doctor said to them they are hanging, their heart is hanging on 3.3333%. 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3. 
it is not worth keeping quiet mm -hmm. when somebody is being um, abused. Mm -hmm. And hence the anger that comes from people once they either disclose on their own or when the secret is out, the family never mends mm -hmm. normally, mm -hmm. or at least it goes through pain. But let us also say that even in our liberation movements, sometimes when we see women counseling other women, like we saw with what happened with Fezeka, it's because they are protecting their own pain of what happened to them. Mm. So sometimes people mm. will say to you, Pumelo, mm. you're not going to talk about this. Get over it. Because it's in fact, when you talk about this, we are going to have to talk about other all things. the other mm. women that have been uh, abused. Because often the abuser just doesn't wake up one day and say, no. I'm going to start with you. There's often a string of people. Yeah. And this silence is everywhere. The Catholic Church mm. proves that in the church, the stories that are coming out, I don't think there's only one omotoso mm. in the churches that are out there about mm. some of the abuse. And the abuser thrives in an environment of complicity mm. and silence. That is why for me, for as long as Nsa Pefumula, as they say, um, yeah. I, I'll speak out because, uh, yeah somebody's life depends on all of us speaking out. Ngonde, you're calling us from PE. Good afternoon, Ngonde. How are you, Putuam? Lovely, man, lovely. Let's get right to it. Mm -hmm. When Lebo Hang joined Seoul City in 1995, as she said, 1st of November, uh, I was already in the business of making kids. I was married at the time. Okay? <laughs> and I used to buy and wash the napkins of my own children, wash them, put them in the stay soft, and hang them. And most men, including my brothers-in-law at the time in Cape Town, would say, you will translate for your listeners. Mm. Okay? Mm. So, there was then rumors that because I was doing what was the right thing. And I would tell my stupid brother-in-law, you know what? The whatever, the damage that my baby did in this napkin, I am the cause. If I was not there in the tango, there was it takes two to tango. If I was not there as a participant, willing, this damage would not be here. Anyway, Pemelo, one of the problems that women have got, right, would be they are their own worst enemies. Let me explain. There again in 1995, right, I used to have discussions with my late grandfather, mm -hmm. right, but his wife, who is now 87 years old, internalized the abuse, right? Because some women have got this belief that men are the head of the house, men are superior, all that nonsense. In fact, this one, who is 87, used to tell me God is a man. And I would ask her, where did you see God? Because God has got no gender, right? Because primarily this party, I can make domination, cultural practices, okay? It is believed by some women, not all, and some women will internalize it. But obviously not Lebo Hang and not you, because we're activists. But some women do internalize it. If you take the Cape Town scenario, Pinello, mm -hmm. it is a norm in the Cape Flats, especially Guguletu, Langa, Nyanga, that men, boyfriend, husband, will be their wives. In fact, this 87, she's not actually still alive, would tell me that my husband used to beat me. Using her own words, she will say, um, mention the name, Exlan Delift the N. Now, Pamela, I would tell you, you cannot, you know, put love in as if it's a nail into a wood, right? And besides, you cannot beat somebody that you claim that you love. If you have to beat somebody, go to St. George, 
St. John's Church of Zion and beat the drums there, right? Or play some music instrument because you cannot cause pain and the same token you are saying you're having somebody. So women need not need to internalize what is nonsensical. So people like Lebo Hank and you, Pimelo, and many other women must take their ground. Don't have that pool head syndrome. Because in 1995, I met Pumjigem Lambo who was then head of RTP projects in Cape Town. She was the only woman who was the deputy president for some time. Mm-hmm. Ever since, Women's League are not appointing any women mm-hmm. in their conferences of the ANC mm-hmm. and even some other parties. So, Pimelo, until women like Lebo and you guys... Mm-hmm. Take the lead because men one hand over power to you. Yeah, Gender is about power. Let, and power you take or you usurp. Nonde, that's a lot that you've brought to the table. We'll give Lebu a, a moment <laughs> to respond though after this. Life happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Thank you so much for staying with us. We're having a heated conversation here. I'll tell you what, we are going to be continuing to have these kind of conversations. It's not the end. And I said this yesterday to you. Lebo, that caller before we went to the ad break, there was a lot. There was a lot. And, 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 and I like how even some of the most progressive men can be patriarchal. Because patriarchy, like racism, is a system. So one, um, what uh, Utata said is correct. I think men must look after their children. And, and I often um, uh, wonder why men would mention it as if it's an exceptional thing. But I also understand it because, as he rightfully says, a number of men, as he was doing what parents mm-hmm. should do, were probably saying this is not what Louis, men yes. yeah, would do. But I also think that in his own account, he is using it to position himself very differently from other men. But I found the comments that he said about what women must do and the assumption that you and I are not affected by patriarchy, very patriarchal, in fact. And I'll tell you why. We exist in a patriarchal system. When I walk out of this building, Pimelo, no man is going to be looking at me before they rape me or they mug me or they hijack me and they say, we are not going to do it to Lebo because she's exceptional, because she's the CEO of Soul City or because she's empowered. And I actually find the word empowered woman very uh, condescending, quite honestly, you know, because all I want as a black woman in South Africa is to live my life and let me be and be able to exercise my freedom like any other person. And I think when we assume that there are some women who are empowered and others who enjoy this patriarchy, we don't fight patriarchy every day. And I'll tell you why we don't fight patriarchy every day. I'm a diehard feminist. And the days I don't fight patriarchy is because it is tiring. I do not really want to be fighting every day. Yeah, I really do not want to be fighting from the guy who's going to collect my garbage to a leader somewhere to to whatever. So this notion that women must just take it. I think Utata is in a better position when he is sitting with his friends and other men to say to each other, rather than come to us and say, you women must do this, as if we enjoy their oppression, is to sit with other men and basically reflect on, firstly, why the problems that we are seeing are happening and what men are going to do to change. I think to ask the oppressed. I mean, imagine, and it goes back to what I said earlier on about apartheid. You know, I mean, yes, 
where I agree is that there's going to be a revolution and there's a big revolution. You know, that women, rural women, uneducated women, lesbians, trans, everybody is waging. Poor women, women have been fighting, women have been taking off their clothes, uh, students, you know, have been calling out rapists, people have been going on Twitter. We are fighting. What we need is not for men to say, just take it. Just take it. It's on top of the fridge. Don't, you remember the, don't the thingy? provoke. Yeah, you know? Your what problem we need, as women is that you provoke, you provoke us. Yeah. So the issue is, I think, when I meant speaking to each other, can they just get into a crawl together and just understand why they themselves in the first place are afraid of each other? In the first place. And why they are, 60% of them are not showing up. In their children's lives because 60% of children in South Africa are brought up in single-headed uh, households. So I, I appreciate that the call had good intentions. Yes, yes. But again, a patriarchal system, as a system, says unless you recognize your positionality, even with good intentions, you will still be patriarchal mm -hmm. and you would still be condescending. I'm going to a quick last, last one from Sydney because we do have to wrap this up uh, with Lebo. Sydney, you are calling us from Bushbuck Ridge. Thanks for your patience. Hi. Hello, Sister Mela. Thank you. So, my name is Sydney. Yes. Lebo, I'm here in Akono, Bushbuck Ridge. Yes, sir. Sister Mela, I just want to tell you this. As much as fellow South Africans are listening, there you are with a woman of substance, content, and quality. I lift up my hand as just an ordinary man here in Akonu to say, government, there is a candidate. Can you please place her somewhere? You feel quality, especially when in my county today we are looking a true quality leadership of integrity. There is a, there is an individual law who can put in her there in the social development in particular. We like this in our country today. People who just stand for the truth and not be shaken or be driven away or be gifted away by new money. As today, I live, I, I, I find it hard to believe that today in my country, South Africa, we are defined as a corrupt country. This country of Nelson Mandela. Can you imagine this? We let people as you live. Level, I don't know what you do, your everyday job, whatever you do, but me here, I'm lifting my hand to say, can my government recognize your potential? Your, your natural potential. You sound substance to me. Can you please serve us at the national level? Thank you Thank so you. much, Sydney. Lebo, you want to wrap with that? Wow. What? Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so humbled by that. Um, I really am humbled by that. And, and, and I think, and there has been tough moments being mm. a CEO. There have been times when things have not worked. And it is people like uh, the caller right now that just gives you the edge to move on. We live in a beautiful country mm. with amazing people. And uh, my, 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 my journey at Soul City has been because I have served with incredible men and women. And I have served with a board that has held me accountable. Mm. And I have only gratitude mm. with uh, the, the, the ability to serve. And as I said, I, 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 I advocate my CEO seat. Uh, but I am really in awe of the organization that Soul City is. 
and it has enabled me to 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 really hone my voice as a social activist mm-hmm. and uh, i know it will continue and i know that it is in good hands and i know that it will remain the force that the organization has been and i will be its cheerleader mm-hmm. but for those who thought that my voice will then diminish <laughs> no diminish Hell no! <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot of work to be done. Lebo <laughs> Ramafoko, thank you for gracing us with your presence this Only afternoon. A pleasure. Onwards and upwards. And yes, we will hold you to it. Absolutely. <laughs>